Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome into the most must-listened podcast in the world. This is the Full Coverage Football Show. I am Jeremy Somerville. I will be joined shortly by my tag team partner, the star of the show, Mr. Drew Ward. You can follow me on Twitter at SomervilleCLE, that's S-O-M-E-R-V-I-L-L-E-C-L-E, or you can follow Drew at Ward296-72985, yes, that's all those numbers, but the follows are worth it. Tonight, the show's going to be a little different, we're going to bring Drew on in a little bit. First off, I want to thank everybody who listened to last week's show, it was our biggest listen so far, so thank you out there. Remember, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, and Pocket Cast. We are the full coverage football show. We will keep you covered on anything happening in the NFL. And this week, this show is going to be a little different, like I said, because we're not going to break down all the games like we have in the past. We're going to break down a few games, and maybe that's good for us because both of us struggled last week going 5-8. and eight. But we're going to talk a little more about officiating. We're going to talk about Jalen Ramsey trade. We're going to talk about the possible Trent Williams to the Browns trade. We'll break down a couple games, including our game of the week. And then we're going to finish the show with Ward's Wagers, where Drew will also try to bounce back from a rough week last week. So, without further ado, let's bring on the star of the show, Mr. Drew Ward. What's happening, brother? How you doing, my friend? Doing well. Better than Pat Mahomes. You see that? Yeah, man. What's going on with that? What's what's the deal? That's not great. It's not great. What what happened to my man? I mean, I saw him get off the field. Didn't look great. Where's I mean, I haven't heard anything, but they ruled him out pretty quickly. You know, watching it on the field, I saw his knee pop out of place, and they popped it back in. So I'm guessing it's not an ACL injury, but dislocated knee even on a bad ankle he's already got. That is not good for the Chiefs. I think the only quarterback going to keep them in this game right now is Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, Joe Flacco. Keep it. I mean, listen, Joe Flacco can't move the ball against this defense. Joe Flacco's got problems. This is no god <laughs> Carry on Johnson ran all over this defense. Look, we're just looking for Royce Freeman. We're looking for a lot of Royce Freeman here moving forward. <laughs> Always starting with the uh, fantasy team, I see. But yeah. You got to take care of you first. Yeah. <laughs> right. if, if Mahomes is out an extended period of time, I think the AFC is just such a cakewalk right now for the New England Patriots that it's not even fair. Well, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to my dad um, about this exact thing, and it was like if Mahomes is out any significant amount of time, and I put that in anywhere in the six to eight week mark. Um, let's be honest. I mean, who outside of New England? I, I mean, is Houston the the next team that you feel the most comfortable with, or where are you at with that? I mean, I guess you have to look. Or as crazy as it sounds, the team that might have the best shot at knocking off the New England Patriots in the AFC right now. It's the Buffalo Bills. They're the only team to play them tough. All right. And I mean, I mean that's that sounds insane. I know that, and I'm not a big Josh Allen fan. And maybe I've been hitting the scotch a little too hard right now. I did take one sip. I I could be white girl wasted right now. Hey, folks, but, he's been drinking during the podcast. That's unacceptable. <laughs> I apologize for anything yeah. he's that. 
most likely I'm going to go with you and say, yeah, it's probably Houston. But if Buffalo's defense keeps playing like it is and they get anything out of the run game, maybe when Devin Singletary gets healthy, that could be a team that does give the Patriots trouble, but the Patriots are going to cakewalk. Well, but but the thing is with with Buffalo, and and I agree, Buffalo's defense is legit, right? We're going to say this is for sure a top five defense. But when you're going against legitimate teams, you're going to have to score more than than 13 to 17 <laughs> points to win the game. And I just don't know if that offense with Josh Allen can do that. Totally agree with you. I can't, I can't even say anything back. But, I mean, right, it's, it's Houston. <laughs> but, yeah, not, not good for the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Yeah, because, but I mean, let's see what happens. Because he's – I mean, I don't know. To me – it would be sad for, for the league if Patrick Mahomes was, was out at a significant 100%. time. You know, I think this guy's good for the league. Um, Matt Moore sucks. I don't want to see this fucking guy out there, man. I really don't. I don't want to see him. Matt Moore's been in the league for 12 years. Yeah, and he's thrown for 13 yards in those 12 years. I mean, this guy's god-awful. I don't want to see him anymore. All right, I'm sorry. Sorry to Matt Moore and his family if they're listening. I'm definitely uh, going to tag Matt Moore in this when we post it. <laughs> But yeah, all right. It's not good. But let's let's get into what we wanted to talk about. We got that breaking news: Pat Mahomes out for the rest of Thursday night football, possibly more with a knee injury. Bummer. Speaking of bummers, let's talk officiating, man. Hey, bummer officiating. Okay. Both of our teams. uh, I'm a Browns fan. You're a Lions fan. Both of our teams. They lost the game. That we're not going to say it's just because of officiating. But let's just say the officiating in the NFL right now. It it's a blows. It's trash. It really is. What uh do you want to tackle this one first or do you want me to jump yeah. in? You know, yeah, let's let's talk about the Browns game since it happened first. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Multiple calls go missed. One call, the big the worst call I've probably ever seen in my life until probably Monday night. Is it the Landry? The Landry. The, the yep. block the blindside block, illegal blindside block. When he's facing the guy and the guy runs into him at full speed. Like, what is Jarvis Landry supposed to do? It changed that game. Because at that point, the Browns still had hope. There was still possible they weren't going to blow the game Brown style like they tend to do. Yeah. But Jarvis Landry changed his blocking style. And no. when you have wide receivers who want to block, and then you screw that because of stupid play or stupid officiating, it changes the outcome of football games, and it's happening way too often in the NFL anymore. That sure. is the outcome of football games are being changed. Yeah. I mean, it's just – it's taking the fun out of the game. We don't – the only time you pay to see zebras is if you're taking your kids to the damn zoo, not in the <laughs> NFL. Um, I, I agree with you. So here's where I'm at with the whole fishing thing, right? Um. Monday night was hard for me personally just because I thought, listen, the Lions settled for five field goals, right? I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to say, hey, you know, the refs blew this game. But let's be honest. I mean, at the end of the day, when the refs become the topic of a game, that's not, that's not what we're here for, right? We don't want the refs determining games. I felt like, you know, in the case with the with the Lions game, you're talking about petty calls. 
you know, the Tracy Walker, you know, pass interference mm-hmm. you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, the, it, it's just – it's it was rough to watch. The hands to the face with Trey Flowers. Listen, the Lions should have won the game, okay? But the officiating has become an epidemic across the league. Absolutely. And, and, and there's – it's affecting games – and it's almost to, 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 you know, to me, it's just like we need less, right? I need less flags thrown. I need, I need everything, you know, I need less frame-by-frame frame replay. Let's just get out there and let's just just – it's gotten to where everything's frame-by-frame. Frame. It, here's pass interference here. This is – pass interference, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> you implement that you're allowed to challenge a pass interference call. Yeah, you're allowed to change. You're allowed to go in there. You're allowed to challenge it. But it never gets changed. Ever. Ever. It doesn't change. No, They don't want to overturn it. It's like they're afraid that, oh, we're going to make our refs look bad. So what's the point of the damn rule if you're not going to ever overturn a call? Well, we know the point of the rule. The point of the rule was to the NFL trying to say, hey, we're trying to make up for what happened to the New Orleans Saints last year. Okay? Yeah. That's it. But, but deep down, the rule is a bunch of bullshit because it's never going to be called. And in the Lions game, everybody said, oh, should Matt Patricia challenge it? Absolutely not. Because why? Because they're never going to overturn it. You legitimately are going to have to, to – tackle somebody blatantly i mean it's got it's just not going to get overturned and it's just a dumb rule the nfl just continues to do dumb dumb things but we still watch it so who the hell knows (laughs) and i'm with you on that we're gonna keep watching the product but it's actually turning me off from enjoying it to a certain extent because it is 100 ridiculous flags and the NFL makes billions upon billions of dollars. They have the ability to fix this rather than have just Al Riveron or Alberto Riveron as uh, Pat McAfee likes to refer to him as up there in New York being the end all be all who was a terrible referee set up separate two people in each stadium. So you have two guys up there, set them up in each stadium where they're taking a look at every single play and they're able to buzz down and say, Hey, we're going to take a look at that. Similar to what they kind of do in college, rather than, hey, we're going to stop and look at this on the field. Two guys up there to be a part of the game, seeing the replays instantly. I mean, we see literal instant, instantaneous replay in 4K HD. You can see everything. And I get that the players are faster and they're moving quick and it's hard to see some things. But these are calls that are so clear. The pass interference that you were referring to where – Patricia could have thrown the flag was on what Marvin Jones going deep. And there was an arm across his stomach, keeping him from getting to the football. The fact that two times Trey flowers and the last time that Trey flowers got called for the hands to the face changed that game because then the Lions don't get the ball back. So they don't even get a chance to come back and possibly win. And these are at the neck. Tracy Walker, you called the holding that wasn't a hold. And then you call the guy, he gets a, unnecessary roughness on a defensive receiver when all he's doing is going for the football. That was not even a bang-bang play. It was two guys going for the football. 
And that's 15 more yards you're giving to Aaron Rodgers. And when you're giving free yardage to a guy like Aaron Rodgers, it's going to change and affect games, just as it did for the Browns when Russell Wilson, who is probably the leading guy for MVP right now in the league and maybe the top quarterback in the league. And, yeah, we said we're going to talk about our top quarterbacks. We're going to switch that to next week. But (laughs) these guys are getting free yards, and it is changing the outcome of games. It's just god-awful all around. They need to sit down and fix it some way, somehow, and not worry about making their guys look bad because at the end of the day, if it's proper, we're not going to. Re- we shouldn't be out there going, "Oh, bet on Cleet Blakeman games and win hundreds of thousands of dollars like some dude did." We don't need to know their names. This is the if if we would have done this podcast on Tuesday <laughs> instead of Thursday, I would have been fucking a very angry person. I'll tell you what, the entire day of Tuesday, I was pissed. Because it's just not fair. Like, so we only get 16 of these things, right? Yeah. There's only 16 of these games, especially for my team, because we don't ever fucking make the playoffs. We get 16 of them. Other teams might get 18. They might get 19. Who knows? But my team fucking never gets six. They, we, 16 is all we get. To be hurt, it just felt like we should have won the game. It felt like like we, we, we were just the better team throughout the game. Um, but listen, man, you just – that officiating is the talk, and we all saw it. We all saw Tuesday uh, all the talking heads on the uh, on on the television. You know, they're they're sitting here. They're they're that's what they're talking about is the officiating that Lions game, and it's just it's sad that that's where we're at. Anytime the officiating you know takes over the game and it becomes the headline, it's just it's just not right, and and it's not what we want to watch. We don't want to watch officials take the you know, take the game over. I mean, especially when we're talking sexy mental boy. It's, it's, just, it's just unfortunate. It pisses me off. And I'm not going to get pissed. It's fine. It's fine. 100% agree with you. And like we started this segment with, we're not saying that either one of those teams would have necessarily won the game, but the fact that it was possibly taken away from them because of the changes that happened due to bad calls just ruins it. And while we're talking changes... Let's move away from the officiating because I think both of us are getting heated up. Sing it, both. We're going to talk <laughs> Jalen Ramsey and his magically healed back heading to the Los Angeles Rams. What do you think about Jalen Ramsey joining the Rams? So, like, are we, are we sold that basically swapping out? Marcus Peters for Jalen Ramsey is going to fix the problems that they've had offensively. Is that right? I mean, is that? <laughs> I mean, they are the 20th ranked pass defense in the league right now. And looking deeper into this, they've got five guys next year. They're going to pay $112 million too. So there's going to be some guys taking pay cuts or getting cut if they plan on keeping Ramsey. And I've got to believe they do. Well, they better. I mean, you gave up two first round picks and a fourth. Round picks and a fourth. Why, if you better fucking, <laughs> if not, what? What are you doing? <laughs> and you know the crazy thing about this is the Rams will not have had a first round pick for five years by the time they have their next first round pick in twenty twenty two. And the first round picks they do have on their team right now are all Jacksonville Jaguars. The twenty fourteen pick in Blake Bortles. The twenty fifteen pick. And Dante Fowler in the 2016 pick, and Jalen Ramsey. I mean, listen, Jalen Ramsey's a great player. 
Exactly. He's a wonderful, wonderful player. He's probably the best corner in the game, right? Yeah, him or Stephon Gilmore. Right, right. Okay, exactly. You know, give or take which one you want. Great player. But but if anybody's watched the Rams play, their cornerback play has not been the, the biggest deal. Like, mm-hmm. listen, leaves hurt, I believe. Yep, went to over the year. Great. Okay. Now, that's huge because that dude's a veteran. That can, that can lock people down. So you, you have Marcus Peters. Who Marcus Peters is not great as the guy. He can get exposed, but he mm-hmm. can. He's also solid. Like okay, he's not. He's not complete trash. And he's going to be a solid. I mean, he's yeah. going to be a solid number two now in Baltimore. But but, it, it, but so you bring you bring Jalen Ramsey in, and it's like okay, wonderful. You brought this guy in. You just gave up this much draft capital. What what do you really think of this guy? Right? Yeah. So like, like, do you think that this guy is going to change this team? Do you think that that getting this Jalen Ramsey on the Rams is going to make them a Super Bowl team? You've seen the games. That's not what's holding the Rams back, right? No, the thing the holding them back right now. Biggest splash ever. That's what they do. They did. Mm-hmm. That's what they seem to be. Yeah. Holding them back right now is the fact they're not staying true to who they are. This was a team that was built around Todd Gurley in the running game. Or even last year, just the running game period when Todd Gurley was hurt. And yeah. then allowing the run game to open up the pass for Jared Goff because Jared Goff's proven to us, I think, this year and from the Super Bowl that he's not a guy who is necessarily going to lead your team to a victory. True. I mean, we saw what happened when the Tampa Bay game when he threw the ball, what, 186 times? Yeah, right. Exactly. They struggled, but they but scored the forty points. Is is Todd Gurley healthy? Is that knee healthy enough to to go back to that? Right. You know, that's the problem. You want them to be able to run the ball like that, but but it can't be Todd Gurley because clearly there's something going on. They otherwise, why wouldn't they force feed the guy? Right. Yeah. That's what that's what got McVay. This genius, you know, he's the greatest thing ever because they can run the ball for four or five yards a clip without a problem. It is. I'm with you. It's deeper than the pass defense. And this trade, maybe it maybe it changes something on that defense. And they brought in Kenny Young, who's a solid young linebacker. And Maybe it changes something on that defense, makes them play a little harder. Maybe Marcus Peters was a locker room cancer, like he ended up being in KC. Seems like it. It's hard to say what exactly is going to happen, how quick he's going to adjust to the defense. But I, I'm with you, man. I just don't know if it's going to be that move because against San Francisco, the team that just ran through them, no problem. San Francisco embarrassed them, dude. Running embarrassed the football. San Francisco is running the football. And destroying people. And if you look at the league right now, the top three teams in the league, probably Kansas City, San Francisco, and New England, the only three teams that use a fullback. Which is a crazy thing to think. But, yeah, it's looking like it's not going to change things much for the Rams. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're right. Time will tell. But they've got a lot to figure out there in L.A., not in, including the fact that they need to bring in. I'm confident that the L.A. Rams are not making it to the Super Bowl. 
This this just a different team. There any time that 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 Jared Goff is out there chucking it 30, 30 plus times a game. This team is not. He's not that kind of quarterback. That's just it. So we'll roll on, but we we're, we're right. I don't I don't give a shit. <laughs> and I believe wholeheartedly are right. And speaking of young quarterbacks who are struggling right now, another trade possibly that could help a young quarterback in Baker Mayfield. This talk of Trent Williams, the Pro Bowl, perennial Pro Bowl left tackle from Washington, who refuses to even play for that team. They're just holding him hostage. Let's talk yeah. that he's going to be dealt to the Browns. Yeah. Is that a good move by the Cleveland Browns, or is it a panic move during the bye week? Um, it's so here's here's the here's what I feel about it. Okay, Trent Williams is a very nice football player. Okay, he's he's. Thirty-one years old, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. He's healthy. He's one of the he's one of the best left tackles in the league. The thing is, if I'm Cleveland, where I'm at with it is everything comes down to the asking price, right? Yep. What what are you, what are they giving up for? Tra- You're talking about working with the Washington Redskins, which is the, one of the most <laughs> fire ass you know franchises in all sports. I like solidifying the left tackle position. But you're also coming off a game against Seattle where Baker Mayfield got sacked zero times. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it seems more like a panic move. I think Freddie Kitchens in the you know the offense need to work on tightening it up, shorter routes. Let's get. Easier throws for Baker Mayfield. I think it might be a little, but, but the thing is, too, you know, John Dorsey came out and said it takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. And we've heard all year long that they have no interest in doing doing him. But at some point, your team's your team's trash, right? Yeah, the, the Redskins are awful. He doesn't want to play for you. Clearly, he's not going to play. So, like, why the hell? Would- I mean, he's stated multiple times he doesn't trust the medical staff. And if you're not going to trust your medical staff, there's no way you're going to get this man in the building. And, you know, for the most part, I'm with you. I understand it could be a panic move. But at the same time, when you're watching the Browns right now, you're seeing a quarterback who does not trust his offensive line. He does not trust his blind side, led by Greg Robinson. This is a guy who was a number two overall pick, played better last year than he ever had in his career, and he's struggling again this year. Still only really giving up one sack. But Baker Mayfield is running scared for his life, and there are open receivers, and he's ignoring them because he's scared of what's going to happen. And this is something for Baker he's never dealt with in his entire life. He's always been bam, 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 I'm protected. Always had his blind side protected, always felt good. And it makes you a different quarterback. So if I was the Browns, if you can get it, if it's a first-round pick next year, yeah, that sucks to lose a first-round pick. But if it's going to keep your quarterback from being a shell shock, yep. shell of himself, then you do it. But, yeah, it is kind of a scared move because this team is the second or third youngest team in the league. They've got the hardest schedule in the league so far. And they're 2-4, and four, which in Cleveland, I mean, that's, that's playoffs right now for the past few years. We're thinking – I mean, yeah, but but see, the thing is, don't panic, right? Yeah. There's no reason to panic because your team 
listen, you're right. If you can solidify, and, and don't remember, Trent Williams is an amazing left tackle. And if you think that bringing him in is going to make that team that much better, I am a proponent at draft picks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of, and you and I always remember, you, you know, I was always joke about it. Remember the uh, Family Guy episode <laughs> where it's like the mystery box? Yep. It's like, it, it, it's like, Picks are just picks. Yeah. If you draft somebody in the first round, you would love for them to be Jalen Ramsey, right? Absolutely. You would love to get Jalen Ramsey in the first round. So what's giving up two first-round picks? Absolutely. That's why the draft capital thing doesn't bother me. And then there's talk that, oh, it's going to be a first-round pick, David and Joku, Rashard Higgins. But even then, these are guys you're playing without now. If this is something that – keeps Baker from turning into a shell of himself, then you have to do it. I don't want to give up the draft capital. It's going to be, you got a bunch of decent tackles coming out, but are you going to punt on this year and make Baker think, Oh, now I got a rookie left tackle and be even more terrified. Sure. Sure. Just to keep those picks. That's what the Browns have to figure out. That's what John Dorsey has to figure out. And if they make that trade, I'm cool with it. We're going to talk Browns first another second here because I just saw some flash on the TV. How about this dude who decided to punch Miles Garrett? <laughs> I was going <laughs> to What in the hell? So, first of all, Miles Garrett is one of the least – okay, let's put it like this. If there was one person – that I would never punch, it would be Miles Garrett. Okay, let's put it like that. This dude asked for a picture, and then punches Miles Garrett in the face, and then drives off. What the? What the? What the shit is that? What is that? And of course, he drives a little shit banger fucking Chevy with a little wing on it. Like I just knew that's what it was gonna be. It just, of course, it was. You, I mean, you're like, really, I can draw. This person, <laughs> officer, and I can also let you know look at the car they're driving just because you know that's what it's going to be. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a Chevy Cavalier or Chevy Cobalt. Like, it's going to be one or the other. But I mean, think about it. Miles Garrett, six six two ninety. The dude's muscles have muscles, and he's also like one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. He goes to dog parks and meets fans. He writes poetry. He studied dinosaurs. Like, this is like the nicest giant you'd ever sure. meet. Sure. And, He's cool enough to be like, yeah, we're stuck in traffic. Yeah, I'll get out and take a picture of you. And then this dude gives him a soft bop across the face. Like, what is wrong with people? See, just stop being jackasses. There's guys in the league, yeah, I wouldn't mind throwing a punch at. But not Miles Garrett. I mean, come on. Yep, I agree. I mean, come on now. It's just ridiculous. All right, enough of the NFL off the field. Let's get back to on the field. Our game of the week this week, the – Eagles versus the Cowboys, two teams who are not playing as well as we thought they would be. Yep. And the Cowboys coming off a loss to the the mighty J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And this game is basically now for the NFC East. Who, who are you like in this game? I like the Cowboys. Um, actually, yeah, I feel confident about the Cowboys here. I mean, listen. This football team has struggled here lately. Um, the offensive line's been banged up, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this team wants to run the football. They 
saw earlier, Mari Cooper's going to give it a go. Mari Cooper also, when he's on the field, Dak Prescott's a different quarterback. Okay. Um, I really like the Cowboys in this one. I think they, they can run the ball on the Eagles. The Eagles, I, I, they're just still banged up. Let's be honest. They they cannot get healthy, man. This mm-hmm. team cannot get healthy. I like the Cowboys in this one. Um, this is going to be a huge game. Like you said, this is for a – I just think the Cowboys need it going. Um, but, man, it, it's tough because I really like the Eagles as a team. They were my Super Bowl pick. They just mm-hmm. need to get healthy because right now it's just it's tough for them. It really is. I mean, last week they got Elshon back. I don't – I mean, it didn't make a huge difference in the game for them. They still, they still struggled. They lost. They got their asses handed to them. They can't stop the passing game. So if Amari Cooper is healthy, I think it's going to be a, or healthy enough to make a difference. I think it's going to be a huge thing for the Cowboys. And if they can keep Dak upright, I think the Cowboys win this game. But for, I'm feeling the Eagles' defense stepping up having maybe their best game of the year. And I think they can get to Dak, frustrate him. And I've got the Eagles winning this game. I don't think it's going to be a big high-scoring game. I think it's going to be like 2017. I think Carson Wentz is going to have his best game of the year. He's due for it. I'm a big Wentz fan at this point. So I'm going to run with the Eagles on this. But it's going to be a damn good game. And it's I'm super excited about this being our game of the week because I think it – is by far the best game of the week. We got some breaking news in on Patty Mahomes. Looks like it is a knee injury, and they will, according to this report, Kansas City will be slow on bringing him back, so don't expect him next week probably. But so can I – I'm actually going to take this, this Dallas game. I want to take Dallas – Minus two and a half um, for one of my wagers this week. I like that game. That's where I'm going to go moving forward with that. I mean, that's solid. I mean, I'm seeing it as a three-point game. So it is a uh, patella kneecap dislocation for Mahomes as we're talking about it. Wait, what what, what is uh, that? Kneecap dislocation. So when I saw that on the – field that does sound like it was the right thing it can be treated without surgery and a brace he could miss just a few weeks but he could also have season-ending surgery depending on that patella tendon so once he has an mri tomorrow is when we'll find out really how bad it is so i'm guessing they're going to do an mri tomorrow and uh that's the breaking news i got here for that but that's that could sway the entire nfl the power of the nfl could totally sway depending on that because right now Matt Moore does not look like anything other than Matt Moore. <laughs> and that's not a good thing. <laughs> and that's what I think this is the 12th anniversary or 13th anniversary of that Denny Green speech. So crown their ass if you want to. <laughs> Matt Moore is who we thought he is. And once again, we apologize to Matt Moore's family. We yes. hope you don't hear this. We're going to make his mom cry, man. I know. I mean, the guy's been in the league for 12 years. And yet, somehow, he didn't make as much money as Brock Osweiler made in five years and then retired. But, yeah, or seven years, whatever it was. Brock, good to be tall. Good to be tall. Yeah. Okay, so back to the boys and the Eagles here. 
that two and a half, that's that's a pretty solid spread. I think it's going to be about a three-point game. And you like the boys. I like the Eagles. I think it's going to be a damn good game and definitely, definitely going to be a fun one. Now let's move on to our next pick. We're only picking four games this week because last week both of us went five and eight. And I think we need to cut it back a little bit after last week where we struggled. Yeah. So we got Vikings and Lions coming up next. Uh, yeah. Lions going to bounce back? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm taking the Lions. Actually, I want to throw a wards wager on this bad boy. All right. Um, the Lions are actually getting one and a half. Let me actually double check the spread while we're on this right now. Okay. The Lions are getting points. Now, let's see where we're at. The Lions are getting two uh, at home against the Vikings. I'm taking the Lions here all day, and that's not even a homer pick. I feel confident about it. Okay. And, you know, the way the Lions played last week, that secondary, I thought it looked pretty good against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the sec- or their wide receiver core is banged up, but they still make plays. And Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. But I like the way that secondary is playing in Detroit. Trey Flowers, that kid has shown that he's probably worth the money they gave him at this point. Working his ass off on the field, even though he keeps, you know, hands to the face and all that. But <laughs> bullshit called. But I'm with you on this. I'm not – I'm still not sold on the Vikings. I think last week they they got lucky. Stefan Diggs was due for a game. He hasn't had a good game in almost a full calendar year, I feel like. It was fun. And I am going to go with the Detroit Lions. Yeah, it's nice that you had Stefan Diggs. I made that trade and gave him you, didn't I? And then I – then I got my ass handed to me last week in fantasy. But, hey, that trade of the other weeks has worked out better for me because Chark and Boyd have killed him. Yeah, that's true. It's true. But, hey, and the funny thing is I played in another league. I traded Diggs for Chubb. I had Chubb last week. The other guy had Diggs where I traded him, and then he destroyed me, and I lost. But, yeah, it was Stefan Diggs. So I'm not playing Stefan Diggs this week, so he's probably going to go back to earth. Let's move on to our third game. Ravens and Seahawks. I think this is going to be another good one. Who are you liking this one? You know where I'm at with this one. You know what I think Lamar Jackson? Uh, I think Lamar Jackson's trash. I think his ass is trash as shit. Uh, I will go with Russell Wilson all day in this game. Uh, not going not to bet this one, but, okay. but I don't have – I listen, everybody that's listening to this thing, Lamar Jackson is – he got everybody excited. He, he came out. He played the Miami Dolphins, who were historically bad. This guy was out here. He was playing great. When he plays real teams, we know who he is. Mm-hmm. He attempts – I mean, he's just – he's mediocre, right? He's a yeah. mediocre quarterback. I don't have any faith that I, I'm going to go with the Seattle because Russell Wilson probably in, in the lead as far as my MVP voting would get. Um, I like Seattle. Seattle just gets it done. Um, I, yeah, I'll go with the Seahawks. And I'm with you on that. After the first couple weeks, everyone said, oh, this is the new Lamar Jackson. Look at him throwing the football. And even I was like, you know, I thought he would be a solid quarterback. I'm still on that. I think eventually he's going to be a solid dual threat quarterback. It's funny we but, can't come to a conclusion yet. You know what I mean? We're like, we're both yeah. like okay, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Like, Like, at this point in Lamar Jackson's career, you're like, you really don't even know more than you did when he came in. <laughs> Absolutely. And the sure. thing is, the with him, though, is he continues to win football games. And it's last week, or what I was going to say is you notice, as the competition gets harder, his rushing attempts go up. 
because he's struggling to throw the football. And he said, yeah, I don't want to be a running back, blah, blah, blah. He he wants to break loose. He doesn't want to stay in the pocket. It was 19 carries. They were calling full-on run plays with the 17 tight ends they have on that roster. And he had something like 19 carries for 152 yards last week. But I don't think that's going to get it done, especially going into Seattle, facing the 12th man. I got the Seahawks in this one, too. I don't think – I think this game – could be close going into the fourth quarter, but I think Russ and the boys pull away. I think Chris Carson is showing that he is a way, way underrated running back right now. That guy is hard to tackle. He's a big dude who runs hard. He's hard. I think he's going to hard. He's going to give. Yep. He's going to give that Ravens defense fits. And let's move on to our last pick of the week. Saints and the bears. You want me to start this one or you start this one? Okay. What's this one's in Chicago? It's the return of Mitchie, Mitchie Trubisky, the Menor, Ohio native. You know what? I love the Saints. I think they're probably the best team in the league right now. But uh, do I trust uh, do I <laughs> Do I trust thank you for the dramatic music. Do I trust Teddy Bridgewater against the Chicago the Chicago Bears defense? I mean, yeah, I do. But I'm going to go with my gut on this one. And I'm a fat dude with quite the gut. And I don't know why I'm feeling this, but I think it's going to be a tight 13 to 10 game. Actually, I'm going to make it 12 to 10 because I think it's all going to be field goals. I am going to pick the Chicago Bears to beat the New Orleans Saints 12 to 10 in Chicago. 12 to 10? Yeah, I'm giving them all field goals. 12 to 12 to 10. Yep. All field goals for Chicago, 12 to 10. You heard it here first, 12 to 10. 12 to 10. <laughs> that sounds riveting. I cannot. It is, it is the most Mitchy and Chicago Bears defense game ever. Oh. Dub Bears, 12 to 10. So the Bears, so you, you're, you're going to sit here and tell me the Chicago Bears, who have the most sketchy field goal kick in the league. <laughs> are going to kick four freaking field goals. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm telling you. This game So like I'm kind of I'm kind of different on this game. So I'm thinking Teddy Bridgewater is doing nice things. Mm-hmm. I think they need to get Alvin Kamara going. Absolutely do. If I'm not mistaken or coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky's back. We know Mitch Trubisky is the best three-yard out thrower in the league. <laughs> Untouchable. We know, we know Mitch has never thrown a pass over 13 yards. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I like the Saints. I'll take the Saints in this one. I, I just don't. I think the Bears are just, they're just mediocre. The defense is, don't get me wrong, the defense is legitimate. But if the defense doesn't force turnovers, if the defense doesn't get the offense in plus territory, that offense struggles to move the ball. I really don't know what they're doing with Tariq Cohen. He seems to kind of be the odd man out at this point. I don't know what you're doing there. Um, I know they brought Montgomery in. We'll see. Trey Burton. It just the, the, the whole offense seems strange. I don't know really what their identity is, and and I'll go with I'll go with the Saints. Everything you said is 100% dead on. 
but the Bears kicking this year is the best it's been in a while. Eddie Pinheiro seems to have locked down that job. And I'm feeling <laughs> I don't even know. I'm talking my you like sticking up the Bears I'm like, what am I doing? I'm fighting I'm gonna die on a hill for the Bears kicking. Yeah, I don't know but, why. I'm feeling the 12 to 10. I think it's going to be a riveting field goal fest. <laughs> why am I doing that's why, it? That's why we have red zone, folks. Yep. I can't <laughs> wait to see this. Oh, man. But, yeah, give me the Bears. I think it's going to happen. And my chair just popped and I almost fell out of it. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, but <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling the Bears. Maybe they took that bye week. Maybe Matt Nagy. I'm from Charles Nagy. <laughs> Maybe Nagy figured out, yeah, I got to get Tariq Cohen in. I got to figure out how to get this kid into the game. Tariq Cohen, they have to, man. Like, he's he's a playmaker. You got to get him in space. And that offense, they have to, like, their receivers are going to wow people. They have to get Tariq Cohen going. They decided to get rid of Jordan Howard. Listen, it's fine, but you better get the running game going. Absolutely. All right, so – so let's recap that. You're taking the boys. I'm taking the Eagles. Both of us taking the Lions. Both of us taking the Seahawks. And I'm taking the Bears in the field goal fest. You're taking the Saints. That could be an interesting week. As of right now, through the first five episodes of the show, I am at 27 and 20 on my picks. You are at 26 and 21. So this could be the week where you finally overtake me. Yeah, that's right. This could be the week where the Chicago Bears kick a shit ton of field goals. And I look like a genius. <laughs> but we got we got two awards wagers. You got any more picks for the night? Uh, I do. I do. So yeah, I am going to take uh, it, and I'm gonna apparently I'm gonna die on this hill. I'm gonna take the uh, the Rams. Okay, they're, they're at the Falcons. You know how I feel about the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I've ripped uh, Matt Ryan, a new asshole, on this podcast multiple times. I think it's ridiculous. I don't know how they're not good. Like, how are they not good? They got mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley. They got, they got Julio Jones. They got Austin Hooper. I mean, I mean, what are you doing? Like, I don't understand. I mean, we've said multiple times how we feel that the message has been lost. And finally, people start, oh, last week I see it on Twitter. Oh, this team, maybe they're not catching Dan Quinn's message any longer. Yeah, we already said that. Eventually, something's got to happen. Either they got to move on from Dan Quinn, or they got to start playing better. Yeah, and I don't see him playing. I don't see him play. I think I think they're kind of giving up on the season. I mean, this is a team you have to understand too. This isn't a team that came into the season like like a, a New York Giants or Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. team where you had low expectations. Yeah, this is a team that came into the season with high expectations. So it, it's 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 tough. It's tough to see it, man. And what is the uh, point spread on that one? Point spread. My bad. I'm pulling up my phone right here. So, yeah. So, I'm going to go Rams at Falcons. Rams are minus three. So, Rams are actually giving up points on the road. I think Jalen Ramsey probably – the nice thing about a corner, you can kind of plug and play if you're in any sort of a man coverage. Um, so, that's that's my third – NFL game, and of course, I I always pick uh, I always pick one one college game as well. Um, so you want me to go ahead and visit that college game now? Let's do it. All right, so I'm going to go ahead. Um, we have Florida 
University of Florida at the South Carolina Cox Gamecocks. Uh, Florida is minus five in this game. I'm going to take Florida. Um, okay. South Carolina, huge win, right? Last week. Yeah, Georgia. which continues which continues the curse of me on this pod. When I say somebody sucks, I rip Will Muschamp, and then he goes and beats Georgia. I rip Jameis Winston, and he throws for like five touchdowns at 500 yards. So now Matt Moore is going to go for an MVP season, apparently, based on that. So Florida, five on South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I, I think Florida, let's see what – so the, the reason I'm in on Florida is they're coming off a tough loss at LSU, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good LSU team. And South that was Carolina, a fun football game. Also coming off a, off a high. They're coming off a high. You know, beating Georgia. Nobody saw it. I like Florida minus five at the Cox. Nice pick. So, recapping your picks, you got Lions. Let's see. They're uh, plus hey. two. Yep, I got Lions plus two. Cowboys minus two and a half. Rams yep. minus three and Florida minus five, South Carolina. Those are wards wages for this week. You are what five and three on the season thus far. Correct. Had a good first week. Struggled or last week. Yeah. But I I will give you that bonus point for uh, thinking the Browns game was going to be even fairly close. Browns should have covered, but if I've learned anything from being a Browns fan my entire life, Browns tend to disappoint you, which sucks. Anything else you want to talk about tonight before we get out of here? My loss. The slate this weekend. Oh, there you, are. There you go. Are you about, back? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, sorry. If you guys missed me, I'm. Uh, I'm excited about the slate this weekend. Um. It, I think. I think this weekend kind of puts a stamp on where we are college wise too, and who's real and who's not. Um. It's going to be a good weekend of, uh, of football. Uh, the slate in the NFL is is really going to be good. It, it, I was looking up and down it while I was I was looking at these wagers and and it's it's a tough week. So I'm excited about it and uh, hopefully Patrick Mahomes isn't dead. <laughs> Seems he's uh, not dead at least. It's, there are reports now that he said I'll be fine as he walked off the field, which every guy will say. Pretty sure any guy could be walking off the field with half their leg dangling off their body. Be like I'll be back next week. That's just the way it is. Yep, sure. And we got what? We got football tomorrow night. Buckeyes and Northwestern. Both of us still. I still got the Buckeyes as the best team in the country. Yep. Even though they dropped in the AP poll during their bye week, which I hate that. It makes no sense. How can you drop when you haven't played? But Buckeyes at Northwestern tomorrow night. That's an eight thirty kickoff on the Big Ten Network. Hopefully that'll be a uh, nice blowout coming off a of bye, and the Buckeyes will continue that. Who's Bama got this week? You have any idea? I do. Let me see. I got my phone in front of me here. Let me just pull it up. Um, Whew, Matt Moore just went deep to the 10-yard line, and I think that was his intended receiver, the 10-yard line. That was an – what the hell was he throwing that football? Well, you see, the one thing that I don't think <laughs> – that I think you don't understand about Matt Moore is, is he's a, a legend, right? He is – his career record is fifteen and fifteen. That is the most Matt Moore stat ever. He's just average. Like Alabama, though, what? for the record, is is playing uh, Tennessee, which okay, that, so, yeah, so that's a loss. 
for yeah. Just... yeah. I feel like Alabama hasn't played anyone yet this season. They have they? No, they haven't. It, it and we're because we're, we're, we're waiting for that Georgia game. We're waiting for that Auburn game. That's really what we're sitting here waiting for. We're waiting for that LSU game, right? Like, I, they actually might not play all those teams this year. I, I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like Alabama always kind of has that walk-through bullshit pass. Yeah, they've – Okay, so as of – looking at their schedule right now, they've got Tennessee this weekend. They've got Arkansas next weekend, a bye week. And then on November 9th – this is going to be a game we're going to have to talk a lot about. Number one, Alabama faces number two, LSU. But then after that, it's like – Wait, so they don't, they don't play Auburn? No, they play Auburn the last game of the year. But then they've got oh, Mississippi yeah. State. They've got WCU, who – I don't even know who WCU is. I might have to actually click on this. Who the hell is WCU? Oh, Western Carolina University. How did I not know that? You should have known that. Like, some of the, I'm like, I can't even recognize the logo. I'm like – what is this like? The women of Connecticut, like women of Bama hasn't played. <laughs> I'm like stretching on that one, but yeah, Bama hasn't played anyone. I feel like LSU is going to really be their first big matchup. But Buckeyes are the best team in the country. We can go with that. Hopefully, they destroy Northwestern tomorrow night in the big high school stadium on a beautiful campus there up in uh, that Evansville. Yeah, I'm outside of that. Let's have a good week of football. Let's hope Pat Mahomes isn't dead, like you said. And I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Good show. Thank nice you. work out of yep. you, as always. Remember, you can catch us everywhere. We are all over the place. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Pods, Pocket Cast, Breaker. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there. This is the Full Coverage Football Show. I am Jeremy Somerville. That is Drew Ward. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a good night. Good night.